Okay, welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast and a lot to talk about. Let's start with Bryson DeChambeau shooting a 58 on the Sunday of the live event and winning the tournament, bringing it all home. And Bryson is a huge star. And I just saw him on the Pat McAfee show today. And let's face it. When when Liv started and they got the stars and they did get some good stars, Bryson was definitely one of the big big ones. And he's been playing well all year. I think this is the first tournament he's won, but he did it in historic fashion. Shoots a 58. Has All he has to do on the final hole is make a par, and he'll shoot a 59, but he rolls in like a 40-footer, jumps in the air, 58, his greatest round ever. And quite honestly... Made it look easy. Made it look really easy. I yesterday made a swing video. It's on the um, it's on the golf BPM. It's in the app in the video section. It's also on the YouTube channel if you want to look at it there. And it's all of basically all his swings on the day. And it was a little it was a little hard to actually find some good swings because quite honestly he he kind of made it look easy. You know, shooting the 58, which I guess if every shot is going in, it should look easy, right? But he was, he seemed to be like almost chipping into every green. So his his driving average for the week, I don't know what it was for Sunday because like Liv doesn't have broken down stats on their website. But for the week, it was 341 yards. And judging by the videos and the replays I was watching on YouTube, it was it looked like it looked like he had like 50 yards into every green and you know his short game was obviously on point he was the statistically the number one putter this week he averaged 25 putts around 25.3 putts per round i was actually trying to figure out how many putts he had in the in the final round but they don't have broken down stats so I don't know. Maybe it was better than 25, but 341 driving distance and then 25.3 putts per round. And then, so here's an interesting one though. For greens in regulation, he was 79%. 80% of the greens in regulation, which you're like, that's great. He was actually 17th. The, the number one guy in greens and regulation for the week for Liv was Harold Varner the third, And Harold Varner shot or hit. 94% of the greens in regulation. Out of 54 holes, he hit 51 greens in regulation. Can you imagine? So, obviously, you, you can see you know, the difference in, in putting short game. And that's what I was getting at. And I will continue to bang, bang the drum on that as far as the driving distance, rolling back the ball. The guys are hitting it too far. Well, it turns out the guy that putted 25 times around won the tournament. The guy who had the best short game won the tournament. Not the guy who hit all the greens even or drove it the longest. The guy who made all the putts. And that's what it comes down to in this game. It's who's, 
you know, it's 150 yards in who the best guys are. So congrats to Bryson. Oh, here's a great one. You'll love this. The One World Golf Ranking. The One World Golf Ranking. The ranking system. Bryson was 107 at the start of the week. And now guess what he is? 109. He actually dropped. <laughs> he went backwards. That's how stupid this one world golf ranking system is. And they're really blowing it. I mean, come on, guys. The other interesting one that Bryson said afterwards is that he had some advice for young players or people that are trying to shoot better. And he said, play from the forward tees. He said, when I was a junior, we used to play from the forward tees and see if we could break 60. And so he said while he was playing, he was kind of thinking of those days when he used to do that. And it makes sense. Like I said earlier, it seemed like he had 50 yards into every green. Looked like he was playing the forward tees, even though he was not. So that was cool to hear that. And I mean, go out and play the forward tees. I just play... Um, I don't play the forward tees, but I go to this par three course up by my house in Solana Beach. It's called Loma Santa Fe, and it's a it's an 18 hole course, but everything's a par three. It's like every hole's like I don't know 120, 100 yards. In fact, I just got a hole in one there two weeks ago. My first hole in one ever. 104 yards uphill with a 54 degree wedge, if you care. But anyways, yeah, playing from, but I always say you should go to that par three course and play in practice because it's great practice for your short game and within a hundred yards or within 120 yards, every shot. And then you're getting up and down. It's a good measure of your game. So Bryson says play from the forward tees. I don't know if I'm going to do that at Torrey. I thought about it the other day when I was playing Torrey. Should I play the forward tee? But I did not. So, okay, one other thing that Bryson mentioned in the Pat McAfee interview today. They were talking about just various stuff about live and blah, 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 and the 58. But he confirmed that as a team owner, they're going to have home courses. And this is something I had spoken about um, back when the merger stuff started hitting. And I was like, these guys are going to have home courses and each core, each team is going to have their own course and their own event. And it's going to be kind of like when you go to a football stadium and the football team plays there and practices there. And you buy merch there. This is where this is going. And, okay, a couple more live items. Uh, Mito Pereira got second. He's been playing good all year. And then this Matt Matt Wolf situation. So I don't know if you heard, but a few weeks ago, Brooks Kepcha is the captain of a team. And he basically called Matt Wolf out. I mean, harshly. He's like, it's a waste of talent. You're not putting in the work. Blah, blah, blah. And then Matt Wolf said, well, I have, you know... Uh, he didn't say mental problems, but uh, whatever. He, he claimed that, you know, his head's not in the right spot. And you got to love Brooks for just calling it the way he is. There's no sugarcoating it with that guy. Anyways, Matt Wolf, I think he was top 10. He had one day he was nine under. So he made a comeback. Good for him because, you know, you don't want to see guys getting relegated out of this thing. Liv is in Bedminster, New Jersey this weekend. Okay, continue almost. Moving along. We will go to the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour just wrapped up, and the Wyndham Championship, and the winner of that was Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover, your 2009 U.S. Open champion. I don't know if he's even won since 2009. I mean, it's been eight or nine years since he won, so maybe he, he did win something in the middle there. But he gets uh, $1.3 million 
play was suspended. I think they had like five holes left, and he was tied with Russell Henley. And unfortunately, when they came back, well, unfortunately for Russell, when they came back, he ended up bogeying 16, 17, and 18. So that allowed Glover to just basically par his way in, and he wins the tournament, $1.3 million. A good win for him. It's been a long time. He's 43 years old. <laughs> Here comes our famous stat again. The one world golf ranking, the most legit ranking service in golf. Uh, <laughs> he won. So he was uh, 112 to start the day. He won. He moves into 49th, which 49th is key. We'll get to that when, when we go over this uh uh, FedEx Cup preview, but it basically gets him in the top 50. So really good for him. Next, let's just briefly cover Justin Thomas and this, you know, he did not make the top 70, so he's out. And quite honestly, he should do Zach Johnson a favor and just tell Zach, I'm not worthy of being on the Ryder Cup. You're going to hear a lot of talk about, oh, he's got a great ranking. He's good for team morale. He's good for this. He doesn't deserve to be there. Doesn't deserve to be there. And he should, he should come out and say that. He should literally come out and say, I don't deserve to be there. I didn't have a good enough year. I'm going to take the pressure off Zach and bow out. That's my opinion. Okay. PGA Live Golf merger update. This is an interesting one. They had, uh, yesterday was Tuesday, so they had a meeting at the wind, or uh, sorry, where are we at this week? FedEx St. Jude, first first day. So Jay Monahan had a players meeting of the 70 players. Only like 20 showed up. Nobody significant showed up. Rory didn't go. So the handwriting's on the wall. Dude, Jay is out. You know, he's there as long as they need him. Tiger's in. There's an open board seat. Tiger's on the committee to help fill the open board seat. So we'll see what happens. Um, But here's the interesting thing that like nobody ever asks. Here's a question. If I were in the golf media, I would ask. Um... I would, I would ask, Jay, when is the next meeting with Yasser and the PIF? When are you guys actually getting together? We don't need to know what you're going to say or anything like that, but just when is this meeting happening? Because, you know, we assume that, that Jimmy Dunn and Jay and Yasser and some of the other people that are involved in the board and PIF are meeting, but we don't even know when they're meeting. And then we also assume that they're going to meet and then report back to the players. And then the players are going to have to, I guess, theoretically approve. So when is this meeting happening? And why does no one ever ask when the meeting is happening? And then my final thought is, if Tiger's on and Tiger can help fill the board seat and Tiger has the votes of the players and he has that one extra board seat vote, which means he controls the votes. So he can either accept the deal or not accept the deal, obviously. But but it got me thinking. It was like, how much would it cost to own the PGA Tour? Right now at this point. The Denver Broncos just sold for $4.5 billion. And I've heard that the PGA Tour is only worth $2 billion. So could somebody come in, an investor... Someone Tiger knows that he's been in business with for many years. Could someone come in and buy the PGA Tour? Just a question. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's not four billion. Maybe it's twenty billion. And then okay, maybe that's overpriced. But you know, you would think at two billion dollars, if you could buy the PGA Tour, 
That'd be a pretty good, pretty good deal. Okay, moving along, let's talk about the FedEx Cup and the preview and what's happening this week. So this week is the St. Jude Championship. Top 70 players, no cut, and $3.6 million for the winner this week. Now, the people that have already made the top 70, okay, here's what they get. They get uh, automatic top, 20, top 125 status for next year. So they're already in the top 125 to start. And then they are exempt into the Players' Championship in March. So that's what they get now. So this weekend, we'll go from 70 to 50. So 20 guys aren't going to make it. And of those 20 guys that don't make it, there are um, they will carry points into the fall event. So they're already ahead of the curve for, um, for next year's points. And so the fall events, I think there's seven or eight events in the fall this year. And... There's going to be, out of, out of um, all those fall events, there's 10 spots available for next year, 2024, and they're calling them the signature event. The signature event. I like that. So those are going to be what we're now referring to as the elevated events. Next year, they'll be called the signature events. Ooh, good branding. I wonder what they're calling the unsignature events. The B, the B events. Um, qualifiers. I don't know. They need, a, they need a name for that, right? So, um, okay, so that's the top 70. So this week we'll cut from 70 to 50. And then the following week will be uh, the top 50 will play in a tournament. And if you, so if you qualify for, for the top 50 this week, so, you know, so I don't know, say you're player number 60 and you do good enough to get into the top 50, not only for the tournament next week, but you're actually in the standings for the FedEx standings then you get all signature events for 2024, all signature events. And then the final event is the top 30, which is the championship. And that, if you're in that, if you're in that top 30, then you get a two-year exemption on the tour. You get into the 2024 Masters. And they traditionally, you get into the U.S. Open and the Open, the British Open, the Open as well, but they haven't announced the U.S. Open and the Open yet. But the Masters in a two-year exemption for sure. So a lot on the line going into the next three weeks as far as ranking, next year, signature events. The PGA just announced the schedule for next year, and so some of the signature events are coming on. Early the century is the first one. And then the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, will be a signature event this year as well. The Waste Management will not, but Riviera, uh, and these are just the ones I looked at the beginning of the year. So the beginning of the year, it's the Century, uh, Riviera, and then AT&T. I can't remember if AT&T is before the, the Riviera event or not. Riviera is a cut event. So that's Tiger's event. So he actually wants to have a cut. Most of the signature events won't have a cut. So they're following the live model, but the uh, and then Pebble Beach is the pro am, which is where uh, a friend of Golf BPM, Lucas Nelson and Bo Hostler play. So it'll be interesting to see if they're still going to do the pro am. I I didn't look too deeply into that. Hopefully they are, because that's always a great event. But either way, now because the pro am in the past has always been, you know, there's some good golfers there. Justin Rose won it last year, but. Your guys, Rom and Rory, and those guys aren't playing there. So this year they will be. Pebble. Iconic course. Love it. Okay, 
That's this week in golf, and we'll get back to you next week. There's a live event this week, and then we got the St. Jude FedEx. So we'll see how things start wrapping up as we wrap up the next three weeks in the 2023 PGA Golf Year. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.